In ancient times, men would set aside personal comfort and strive to live a life of dedication to a higher cause. These Nazarites would resist sin and call others into a life of holiness, and they'd let their beards grow long as they grew in virtue. So in honor of these great men, each November, a bunch of guys started getting together online and focusing on growing in virtue and growing out their beards. Well, now, for the second year in a row, we are also gathering as women to get a taste of the Nazarite life this November. We're going to focus on growing in community, growing in virtue, and letting a little bit of vanity go by sacrificing one aspect of our personal grooming for the month of November. This year, we launched a podcast for the Nazarite Challenge, this podcast, Virtue Riot. My name is Jill Simons. And today we're going to start jumping into probably my favorite one of the cardinal virtues that has just played an enormous role in my own life that I'm going to get to share with you a little bit about later in the week. But today we're joined by one of the Franciscan friars of the Holy Spirit, who is going to really introduce us to this virtue and help us start thinking about how to grow in this virtue as we go through our lives. This is Father Alquin Harl, a lecture on courage. The Greeks define the human being as a rational animal, the Greek philosophers, that is, especially Plato and Aristotle. Um, My lecture is is based upon Aristotle. They define a human being as rational animal, whereas animals finish, um, they're kind of finished already, they're perfect. In a way, human beings are unfinished, um, whereas animals have fur and claws and um, they automatically do what they're supposed to do, human beings don't know exactly what they're supposed to do. Um, they have uh, very little hair on their bodies, very little protection, very little armor, and very, very weak claws. However, the things that w- human beings do have is uh, their wits. We live by our wits. In a certain way, we're unfinished, um, unlike the animals. And so we have to finish ourselves. And we finish ourselves, we perfect ourselves um, through our reason and the words, through, through words. And, and also through our rational capacity, we establish habits within ourselves, habits of action. Um, they're kind of like second nature, they become instinctual. But they are things that we have to form consciously. Um, and these habits that, that lead to human happiness or the end of human life, human goodness or blessedness, It's called virtue for the Greeks, for Aristotle. In Greek, that word is arete. Um, This word comes from Ares, the god of war. Um, And uh, that's very interesting. In in a certain way, for the Greeks, all true virtue, um, the primary instance of virtue is virtue in war. So Aristotle, um, he, for the primary virtue for Aristotle was courage. He begins with courage um, in the, of all the, the virtues in the Nicomachean Ethics. Um, the four cardinal virtues um, for the Greeks was courage, temperance, justice, and prudence. And one of the reasons why Aristotle begins with courage is because it's the most beautiful of the virtues. It's the most obvious of the virtues. It's the most desirable of all the virtues. It's the one that touches us. And the reason why is because it's, it's the one that's most connected to beauty. So the, the word for courage in Greek is um, Andrea, which literally means manliness, to be like a man, to be the fullness of a man. Um, a true man is, is one who has courage. It's, it's really manliness would be a direct um, translation, a better translation um, um, for, um, to be literal to Aristotle. Um, 
So ultimately for Aristotle to have courage is to have courage ultimately in war and to face death um, and to overcome the fear of death in war is the primary instance of the, 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 the virtue of courage. So all virtue for Aristotle, these things, uh, these habits, these excellences um, that through which we um, perfect ourselves and make ourselves happy through our rational nature um, are, are extremes between, means between two extremes. So the extreme of courage would be boldness or, or, or a rash person would, would be overly bold. And then um, the other extreme would be fear or cowardice. So the primary object that, that, um, that courage deals with is fear, and especially the fear of death. Um, so the question is, uh, why would the rational animal the one who really can see that we die, the other animals don't see that they die. We see that we die, so we fear death. The other animals don't fear death. They avoid pain, but they don't really fear death. But because we can see it, we fear it. So why would the rational animal then overcome the fear of death in war? Why would you go die in war? And the the only explanation for this, because fear is ultimately an expectation of evil. You know you will die when you go and rush into into the... into the, the flurry of bullets. You know you're going to die. Why do men do this? Um, so all courage overcomes this fear of death, but why would we choose to die? Well, uh, for Aristotle, the answer to that is love of honor. Um, it moves us to choose a certain death rather than disgrace. So we fear disgrace, the disgrace of running away from the bullets or the arrows um, over the, you know, the death that we receive. And so Hector chooses to die at the hands of Achilles rather than run in fear, right? His wife begs him to stay. The people don't want him to go and face Achilles because it's a certain death. Achilles is the greater warrior. But Hector goes anyway because he, he, he would rather, he, he, uh, he desires honor and loves honor. Now, what's this root of the honor? Well, ultimately, it's the love of the, the, be- the beautiful because honor involves in, of how things seem, how you appear. So ultimately, you want to appear beautiful. So to really love honor means you must be trained in beauty and ultimately be courageous. You have to be trained in beauty. So the cologne is the Greek word for beauty, um, which, which can be translated beautiful or noble or good. But ultimately, the cologne is something that, that primarily defined Greek culture, a noble death. Um, so Hector, in a certain way, meditates on his own death when he, when he avoids the disgrace of not defending his, his country, his city, from the attacking, attacking Greeks. He, he looks at his dying at the hands of Achilles as a beautiful thing, as a thing of honor, um, as something that appears beautiful. And it is the right thing to do because it is the beautiful thing. And so in a certain way, he meditates on his own death in the same way that he would look upon the painting of a, a general dying in war, like the famous uh, painting by John Trumbull, uh, General Warren at the Battle of Bunker Hill. I, I recommend that you look at that painting for this podcast. But especially, I also like you, would you look up the Shaw Memorial on the Boston Commons, one of my favorite pieces of art, one of my favorite uh, American artists is Augustus St. Gaudens. On the Boston Commons, there's the Robert Gold Shaw Memorial. It's the 54th uh, Massachusetts Regiment, the first all-black regiment. Um, Shaw was 25 years old. In that, you see that the stiff-backed Shaw on the back of a horse, and all the the stalwart and and um, and with it, their jaws set. These these uh, 
these freed uh, black men during the Civil War going forth to a battle. Ultimately, um, the the, Mass, the 54th Massachusetts Regiment went to on a battle in South Carolina, and uh, Shaw was the first one to be killed. And there's a famous um, painting of, of Shaw being killed. And he's, he went to the front of the line uh, with these men and led them into battle. And Shaw... The, the Confederates, uh, of course, then destroyed almost the whole regiment. There were some survivors. Um, and um, they, they disrespected Shaw, quote-unquote, by instead of giving him an officer's burial, uh, a white man's burial at that time, they just threw him in with the bodies of his, of his men. And this is a beautiful thing, um, that, he was, that he was buried ultimately with the men that he died for, the men that he laid into battle and the men that he led into freedom. And this is something that moves our hearts to courage. It's something that, that makes us want to go die, want to go um, live well, um, live courageously, because we're inspired by a piece of art that points to this courageous reality, much like the Greeks were inspired by the death of the 300 at Thermopylae, 300 Spartans at the hands of the Persians, and they went on to defeat the Persian army. And so courage is very important for life and the way that we're ultimately um, Convert the way that ultimately we are perfected in this life is is through courage. We cannot be happy without the virtue of courage because we'll never move to action. Because in a certain way, moving to action, overcoming laziness, overcoming sloth, um, doing what God has called us to do, doing what men do, um, doing what um, ultimately we know we should do, what's honorable to do, um, we're only roused to that through beauty and especially these these depictions of of a beautiful death and war are things that rouse us so i recommend that we look at that finally the other extreme for beauty or for courage is uh the um by being overly bold so the other extreme is to do something that's that's rash um like for instance just to stupidly run into bullets with um with no one to to find you there's a famous uh climbing of meru by the uh by conrad acres and jimmy chin um they get to about a hundred meters from meru this is an un no one's ever climbed this one of the most difficult mountains in the world in the himalayas to climb and they turn around because they they realize that if they died in that last hundred meters um that they would be dishonoring the the sport of of mountain climbing um, so they turn around. Um, they weren't afraid to die climbing Meru, but they didn't want to die in a non-beautiful way. And so therefore they were not rash and they honored the mountain climbing sport by not dying that day. So uh, we are all called to be courageous. Uh, coraggio uh, in Italian. Courage, core, comes from the word heart. Uh, courage and old French. And that's where our word courage comes from, heart. So take heart. Um, let your passion flow, but let it always be tempered by the beautiful. And therefore, to be courageous, we must have sensitivity to the beautiful and look at beautiful art. So um, have courage. Amen. Amen. 
thanks to the Friars for calling us to live a life of virtue. To share your thoughts on today's reflection, head over to the Facebook group. And if you haven't visited it yet, you can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to find out more about the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, you can head over to their website at becomefire.faith. We want to thank our sponsors for the Virtue Riot and the Nazarite Challenge. Catholic Balm Co., Pink Salt Riot, eCatholic, and the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. For more information about all of their work, please check out the show notes or visit NazariteChallenge.com. The best way to help people find out about this Nazarite Challenge and this podcast, Virtue Riot, is to share the challenge page on social media or to rate and review this show on iTunes. And if you rate and review this podcast for this month only, you'll be entered into a chance to win a year's worth of free products from Pink Salt Riot, which you want to win. Until next time, ladies, remember to step out, act up, and start a virtue riot. (laughs) 